Facebook and bloodandfaith.com. It's uh, December 7th, 2023, and I wanted to mention some of the issues that are going on in the world and the lack, really, of a response from the church about this. Right now, we're seeing a convergence of, I don't know, I get tired of hearing myself talk about totalitarianism, but there, but the <laughs> one of the new goals, the main goals out there, is to crush what I would call the freedom of speech. Uh, and this comes from your government leaders. It comes from uh, the Department of Homeland Security. It comes from uh, Google. It comes from the tech billionaires. It comes from senators. It comes from the universities. It comes from, I'm sure, some pastors too, rabbis, uh, Jews, uh, anybody that has power and money are posing as uh, being against hate speech and misinformation and fake news and malinformation. And so they want a regime that restricts and curates and uh, promotes truth, essentially. Truth according to what they have to say. Of course, that's a big fat problem because we have different ideas of what truth is. And of course, and they point that out. Uh, one of the big things that uh, it was, ooh, it was Schmidt from Google and it was uh, Mayorkas from DHS were complaining about. He said, we may disagree on things, but what's different today is that there's a fundamental disagreement on what the facts are. And their answer to that is having an AI monster, an AI beast, an AI uh, artificial intelligence computer machine to go out in the Internet and uh, curate speech. What that means is either censor what you're saying, shut down what you're saying, deplatform things like bloodandfaith.com. No doubt it will get to the stage of, of punishing people, taking money out of their bank account when they say something wrong. Don't misunderestimate this. Do not misunderestimate this. I've written about this before. I've written about this years ago. I've written about a total surveillance regime. And even for pastors, even in churches, uh, you watch. The day will come when you when every... Everything that's uttered will, will be run through computers and this artificial intelligence. And when you say the wrong things, I don't know, maybe the temperature in your house will be turned down five degrees. Maybe you'll be uh, rationed on how much meat you can eat. Maybe uh, your taxes will go up uh, 5% because of hate speech. Maybe they take money out of your bank account because you um, promoted misinformation, such as that the 2020 election was stolen. And... There is an analog counter to this, and it's called the preacher in a pulpit. The analog counter to Orwellian dictatorship is the preacher in the pulpit. It's the man in the pulpit who opens up his mouth, and he opens up the Bible, and he reads the Bible aloud, and he, and he gives a sermon. Uh, but the, the churches have been trained. The churches have been trained to be Judeo-Christian, not Christian. They become Judeo-Christian. And so the pastors in the pulpit today will not say anything that uh, the Jews disagree with. They won't. Well, once in a while, somebody will come out and be against homosexual marriage, and, and, and the congregation thinks they're brave. And that's about it. That's now hate speech, by the way, that, that needs to be fought against. Uh, 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 and it's just going to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. And, and the interesting thing is there's virtually no resistance. There's virtually no resistance in the pulpits. Once in a while, you'll get somebody out there, and you know about them because they show up in the newspaper. You know, here's a new hate speech, 
preacher from <laughs> such and such a small town. <laughs> and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, but 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 our country goes to hell because because of the church and because of the pulpits. And the pulpits have, by and large, silenced themselves, or they've taken the side of the Antichrist people that rule. Antichrist isn't coming. The Antichrist is here. If you know what, want to know what the Antichrist is, it's 1 John chapter 2, verse 22. It's 1 John chapter 4. And it's 2 John, verse 7. It's those that reject the Son of God, those that reject Jesus Christ. And back when John wrote that, it was very specific who, who did that. Who was, it, who was the one that rejected Jesus Christ? It's very clear. I'm not going to say it because you guys already know. And that very church, the church today, 2023, we worship and grovel before that group of people whose identity is the rejection of Jesus Christ as the Messiah of God. That's their fundamental identity. They reject Jesus Christ as the Messiah of God. In fact, they reject Moses, too. They reject the law. They reject the prophets. They have their traditions of men that they've substituted for what, what people call the, terror, the, the, the Torah. And none of this is hard to figure out. None of this is hard to discern. And it breaks my heart, but the church has not been interested in this. The church has not been interested in a theological uh, pursuit of truth with regard to traditions, the precepts of men, that which becomes the Talmud, this entity called the Jews, unless they can grovel and, and act as a false prophet and tell the world that they're God's chosen people. And they're not. They're the devil's chosen people. John 8, 44, Revelation 2, 9, Revelation 3, 9. They prevent people from hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ so that they can be saved. 1 Thessalonians 2, 14, 15, and 16. And so for all the evangelical churches out there that don't want to get involved in politics or don't want to get involved in divisive things or don't want to get involved in this or that, they say, we just want to save souls. The Bible says this is what the Jews do. This is what the Jews do. They murdered the prophets. They murdered Jesus Christ. They drove us out. They're hostile to all mankind because they prevent the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ so that men may be saved. As a result, the wrath has come upon them to the utmost. Okay, that's, that's the summary right there. This is why you must be counter-Jew, anti-Jew. That's why you must be. This is what the Holy Scriptures teach. This is what Paul taught. This is what Jesus Christ taught. I was perusing a church website today, and they decided to have a, a, a podcast on uh, racism. And <laughs> I said, you know, I'm going to skip that. I, I, I don't think I need to listen to that. I have my own ideas, my own thoughts. I don't need to research what these Judeo-Christian churches are doing these days. And, and, it, and it's, it saddens me because... You don't need to have a super-duper intellect to dig down into some of these things. They have a indoctrination process that they've gone through, and they just need your racism is bad. Maybe because they're black, but I don't. I don't care. That doesn't 
that I couldn't care less. That doesn't, you know, once upon a time that might have meant something, but it doesn't anymore. You have to be intellectually astute enough to define what racism even means. And people don't do that. They just say, oh, it's bad, it's wrong. Well, why is it wrong? And what, what is it? What is it in the first place? And they don't define it because it's very problematic when you define something like that. There's no law that says thou shalt not be racist. Not, not on any book in America. Not on any uh, legal jurisdiction in America is there a, a law that says you cannot be racist. You know why? Because it cannot be defined. And if, if it cannot be defined, it's, it's simply arbitrarily imposed as a as an accusation. And who does the accusations? Satan is the accuser of the brethren. White race is accused of being racist simply because we exist, for example. And you've heard it said that if you use a certain word that begins with an N, well, you can't say that because it's racist. And yet you turn around and you look at an entire class of people that happen to be black using that same word, and it's, well, that's not racist if they use it. Well, okay, so... Different people, different standards. You can't define this stuff. Uh, and, and when the church goes down that path and they act as if something is true without really looking at it, uh, no wonder we have problems. No wonder we have problems. And the solution, I'm telling you, I've, I've said this and I'm going to say it again, the solution is not a 15% course correction. It's a 180-degree course correction. And I'm doing my part in doing that. And, of course, uh, you know, it really upsets people. It upsets the Judeo-Christians, and it upsets their mentors, the Jews. Because I 180-degree reject that which the Scripture rejects, that which Jesus Christ rejects, that which uh, uh, the, the epistles reject. And it, people don't like that. People don't like that because it upsets the it, it it rocks the boat, and people get angry. People get mad, and they start doing the things that they accuse others of doing, such as spreading hate. When somebody calls you a racist, they are spreading hate. When somebody calls you anti-Semitic, they are the ones spreading hatred. When somebody calls you homophobic, that other party is the one spreading hatred towards you, towards the Holy Scriptures, towards Jesus Christ, upon which we stand, whose words uh, uh, that we stand upon when, when we make our proclamations. Revelation 2.9, Revelation 3.9, John 8.44, 1 Thessalonians 2.14-16, 1 John 2.22, and, and on and on and on and on. Well, you can't say that. That's And, the, and they throw this word out there. The church has to get beyond this. Will it? I don't know. I don't know. Because what, what it's become, it's become... It's joined itself to Babylon the Great. It's joined itself to the Great Whore. That's what the church has done. And it, and it ranges everywhere from the churches in Washington, D.C., every one of which has a homosexual flag out front. Every single one of them has a homosexual flag out front. I've spent quite a bit of time there the last three years, and, and they all have the rainbow flags out front. I mean, they've gone to the dark side. They've completely gone to the dark, and they take the name of Jesus Christ in vain. They take the name of Jesus Christ in vain. 
Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. They take the Lord thy God is Jesus Christ, and they take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. These so-called Christian ministers, when they run the homosexual flag out front, and when they they're out there contradicting Jesus Christ and rejecting what Jesus Christ said and rejecting the teachings of Jesus Christ and what is written explicitly in the Word of God, they've gone away the Jew. They've, I'm telling you, they've gone away the Jew. Oh, we know what's written, but it doesn't really mean that. This is what the Jews did to the Torah. It's what the Jews did to the prophets. And, of course, they killed the prophets. And they killed Jesus Christ. They killed Jesus Christ. The Jews killed Jesus Christ. Now, a lot of churches will not say, you can't say that. That is classical anti-Semitism. I know of a certain government bureaucracy who, who uh, today on their website, uh, as a matter of U.S. government policy, say that if you say that the Jews killed Jesus Christ, that's classical anti-Semitism. Well, then the Bible itself, the Holy Scriptures itself, the Gospels themselves, the Epistles themselves are classically anti-Semitic. And I suggest you embrace classical anti-Semitism because it's explicitly what the Holy Scriptures teach. But the church won't do it. And this is where I weep and I cry for my people. I cry for my people. I cry for my church. I cry for my race. Because literally we've rejected Jesus Christ and what he has said. We've literally rejected what he said. We said, no, we don't want to be like you, Jesus. We don't want to say what you said because we don't want to be called dirty names by Satan's children. We yearn for the acceptance of those who fit the definition of Antichrist. We yearn for their acceptance. We yearn for their approval. We yearn for their acceptance. And they hate your guts, no matter how much they might smile at you and say you're a good little Christian. What, what do they got a little phrase? Righteous amongst the, 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 the nations? Righteous among the Gentiles? Righteous amongst the Goy? They hate your guts. They hate you. And they use you and manipulate you. And like, I don't know, I, I, I guess I understand it because we've been brainwashed for generations, brainwashed. Yet the scriptures are clear. You get into those scriptures and they're absolutely clear on who the enemy is. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Acts, book of Acts. Who's the enemy in the book of Acts? Well, it's not really them, you see. Uh, it changed. And I weep. I weep for the church because the church is rejecting the, rejects the Word of God. This is what the Jews did. Yeah, we know what Moses said, and we know what uh, the prophet said, but we're going to interpret it this way. And my heart weeps for the church because we've gone the way of the Jews, and we've erected an oral tradition that subverts and overturns the written word of God. And I don't mean just about this topic of, 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 of Jew. I mean about creation itself. The Bible's very clear. The earth already existed before the sun and the moon and the stars. Day and night existed before the sun. Light and darkness existed before the sun was created. Day and night and days passed before the sun and the moon and the stars were even created. That's another thing that the church won't talk about. No, we don't want to talk about that. We don't, you know, we, we just, you know, that's not necessary. And I completely disagree. Unless you accept the first 11 chapters of the book of Genesis, nothing that follows matters. Nothing that follows makes any sense.
How can there be original sin if we've simply evolved up from the muck and mire with no rhyme or rhythm or chance or no meaning, no good, no evil, no righteousness? uh, We're becoming more and more perfect over time. That's what evolution says. And it's all a lie. It's all the deception. The devil is the deceiver of literally of the nations of the world. Satan's the deceiver of the nations of the world. And so uh, on many, many, many scopes, the church is just sins by omission or by commission. Silent. We don't want to talk about creation, the creation of God. We just want to talk about the love of God. And I'll tell you what, man, I'm telling you what. Go read the Bible and look at the character of Jesus Christ. Oh, yes, I know. He's so good. He's so loving. Dude, he's tough. He's tough. And he's going to slaughter his enemies. He's going to slaughter his enemies. And he says, hey, dude, Christian, Christianette, Judeo-Christian, you're ashamed of me, A, of me, B, of my words. I will be ashamed of you when I show up with my father and his holy angels, with my father's holy angels. I'll be ashamed of you when I show up with my father's holy angels. Jesus Christ said, oh, but he'll understand, he'll forgive me. You sure about that? Think you forgave Judas Iscariot? I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, but I'm a pastor. Oh, really? So was Judas Iscariot. Judas Iscariot was a preacher too. Cast out more demons than you, you'll ever cast out. Some were sick people healed and you'll, you'll ever see. Knew Jesus Christ better than you've ever known him. Walked with him. Bible says Psalm 55, they had sweet fellowship as they walked in the temple together. Lord, Lord, didn't we preach your gospel, cast out devils? Jesus Christ said, hey, listen, I, I, I never knew you. I, I, I never knew you. I, I never knew who you were. That ain't good. That's not a good thing. So I, I, I listen, and I watch, and I wait, and I just I, I say to myself, we are in so much trouble. We are in so much trouble. And we're not getting this out by a 5% course correction. Not in the church, not in the political world, not in the United States, not in any of the former countries of Christendom. It's 180 degrees. And do you think the devil's mad at you now when you don't do anything? Church literally does nothing. It literally does nothing. And you think you're being persecuted for your faith and we don't even do anything? We won't open our mouth. We're ashamed of what Jesus Christ said about who the enemy is and what the enemy does and their tactics. It's all laid out in the book of Acts, how the enemy acts and what they do, their tactics, techniques, and procedures. It's all laid out. They lie. They accuse. They blackmail. They bribe. They stir up the worthless fellows in the marketplace. They get into positions of power in order to prevent the preaching of the gospel so that people may be saved. Oh, but they don't do that in the United States. There's churches everywhere. Every child that goes to a public school is forbidden from seeing the Ten Commandments on the wall. Oh, but we should stay away from church and state. The Jews 
prevent the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ so that people can be saved. Every church, <coughs> every school, every public school should open in prayer to Jesus Christ. Every classroom should have the Ten Commandments on it. Oh, you're, you want a theocracy. Jesus Christ is Lord. Here's my statement. Jesus Christ is Lord. Not Lord between my ears. Nope, nope, nope. Not Lord above my tongue and below my scopes cap. Nope. Not Lord in my heart. Nope. Jesus Christ is literally the Lord God over every race, every nation, every government, every country, every constitution. I declare that. That's what the Christian declares. Jesus Christ is Lord over Caesar. He's Lord over the Sanhedrin. He's Lord over the U.S. Constitution. He's Lord over Russia. He's Lord over the Africans. He's Lord over the Australians. He's Lord over the United States of America. Jesus Christ is Lord. Put his law. We're going to put his law on the walls of our schoolhouses, the Ten Commandments. We're going to open Congress with a prayer to Jesus Christ. No other God. There will be no other prayers, no other gods, no rabbis, no Muslims. Oh, that's not very diverse and, and tolerant. You're right, it's not. No apologies for that. No apologies for that. Church has got to stop apologizing. But we want them to love us, and we'll love them into the kingdom. How's that working out? How's that working out? You've got trainees in grade school, man. And the churches are start mar start marrying homosexuals. And you got trannies in grade school, and and you've got the Department of Homeland Security working with the Googles and AI to utterly purge the public sphere of the Holy Scriptures, except as the Jews approve of them. What's, what's going to be like when, when AI comes along and wipes out bloodandfaith.com because, oh, I quote John 8.44. Now the Jews will be happy. They're like, oh, yay. <laughs> Churches are silent on this. The pastors are silent on this. The pulpits are silent on this. Churches grow by leaps and bounds. And the bigger they grow, the more this country goes to hell. you got to stop and say someday, you know, there's something wrong. There's not something wrong with God. There's something wrong with the church, something wrong with our theology, something wrong with what we're preaching. Don't blame God on this. And the way we've gotten out of it over the generations is, oh, the Bible says it's going to get worse and worse, and the devil's going to take over, and then we're going to get raptured. This is all a con, man. It's a con. It's a deception. Our job is to bring discipline to the nations, to convert the nations to Jesus Christ. That means saying what Jesus Christ said. Even at the cost of our lives, even at the very cost of our lives, there, that's the minimum requirement for a Christian, to say what Jesus Christ said, even at the cost of our lives. Oh, but, you know, I don't want to be called a racist <laughs> or anti-Semitic, even worse. And so you set up these man-made traditions, these precepts of men. You override literally what Jesus Christ said because you don't want to be accused of a sin that is no sin.
there's no there's no five percent course correction. It's a hundred and eighty. Everything that the the devil and his synagogue say is evil, we have to embrace. Everything that the 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 synagogue of Satan says is evil, we need to start embracing that. What do I mean by that? Hey, John eight forty four. Let's start with that. Revelation two nine. Revelation three nine. How about the fact that Jesus Christ said, hey, listen, I didn't come for y'all. I only came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Oh, we'll throw a little here, a little there to somebody. We'll, we'll throw you a little scrap for, to the dogs, literally to the dogs. Oh, that's racist. You, then you better embrace it because that's exactly what Jesus Christ said. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you're not getting out of this. Oh, I think everybody should be one. Okay, fine. I, I guess you got your unisex bathrooms and you're marrying two men together because we're all one in Christ. You override and you overrule literally what Jesus Christ said, what his, what the Word of God says in order that somebody can't accuse you of a sin that is no sin. This is what the church of Jesus Christ has done. I'm telling you. Oh, there should be no nations and no borders because we can't be xenophobic or racist. Well, let's talk about ba let's talk about uh, Babel. God hated Babel; He destroyed Babel. He said, "No, I'm, I'm dividing up the people by race, and giving them their own times and their own boundaries. I'm going to change the languages based on common ancestry, ethnos, and divide them." In the Bible, government is based on patriarchy. Descendancy from a male. Adam, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, Jesus Christ. Kings. Oh, but we, we're smarter today. We have constitutions and democracy. No, you're rebellious today. You ever hear about those beasts of Daniel 7, Revelation 13? What, what's one of their major characteristics besides that they're multicultural world empires? They're arrogant. They're utterly arrogant. And when you say that, oh, Jesus Christ, you, you get down there on your knees and you grovel down in your little cubbyhole, uh, you're, you're, you're a religious sentiment. That's arrogance. That's the arrogance of the beast. No, Jesus Christ is Lord. He's above the Constitution of the United States. He's above the Supreme Court. Ten Commandments need to go back in every schoolhouse in America. We need to pray in the name of Jesus Christ anytime there's a public gathering. And, and no, 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 forget the rabbis. Forget the Muslims. No, no, go. Bye. Adios. you got your own lands, your own people. Oh, you can't say that. No, I did say that. I'm going to say it. The Almighty, he said, listen, Y'all are going to have your own times, your own places, your own boundaries, your own borders, your own lands. God Almighty hated Babel. He hates the beast. Satan rules that beast. And his church and his synagogue rule that beast. This is how radical it is. Oh, you're pre preaching white supremacy. I Listen, your, your accusations mean nothing to me. They mean absolutely nothing to me. They don't scare me. 
And the problem with the church is every time the synagogue of Satan doesn't like something, they invent a new sin. With all the power of Satan and all the deception of Satan, oh, it's the white supremacist and the Nazis. And the churches are little, wimpy little cowards. Oh, Jew, Jew, tell us what to say. Tell us what not to say. Tell us what we can and can't say. We're so sorry. And they grovel and grovel and grovel. And they vastly give more worship to the synagogue of Satan than they do to Jesus Christ. That is plain. It's plain. The Christian evangelical church has vastly more fear of these identity thieves, these frauds who've stolen the identity of Israel, stolen the name of Israel, and they are not Israel. They're not the descendants of Israel. And we grovel obsequiously before an antichrist identity, an antichrist people, an antichrist 666 corporate group because of the power of Satan, the deception of Satan, bad teaching in the church, and frankly, outright cowardice. Well, I'm afraid. I can't do that. They'll persecute me. Yep, yep, they will. Yep, they will. I can, I can vouch for that. They will. Go back and read what Jesus Christ said. Hey, y'all want to follow me? You want to follow me? You sure about that? Ready to pick up your cross? Fritzberg and bloodandfaith.com.